How's it going, guys? It is Wednesday, November 27th. This week on the podcast, Itamar joins me to discuss Argent Wallet. He is the CEO of Argent, and they have created a crypto wallet that has no paper backups, free transactions, and simple addresses with a huge emphasis on security. We actually have a really good talk about Argent and everything they're doing, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode, and I think you guys would really enjoy the Argent wallet as well. As always, be sure to subscribe if you have not already, and be sure to share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain, or in this case, learn more about Argent wallets. All right, enjoy. This is the Blockhash Podcast. All right, it's Amar. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. And thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. So for the audience, for the people that might not be familiar with your, who you are already, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into the uh, blockchain space. Sure. So I'm, I'm basically an engineer, uh, spend most of my career in tech. So I've been a project manager at Amazon. I've worked in payment at Visa, then had several startups. Uh, startups, the last one, uh, we were, was Peak. We were the largest mobile brain training app out there. So we had a mobile app with 60 million users running a large subscription business. Um, mm-hmm. And I got in crypto when, when selling that business. Um, uh, we had like a NoFact flag on the payment. We discovered uh, the mess of dealing with uh, uh, legacy banking. Then when I finally solved that, got my money, bought some crypto, uh, moved it from an exchange to a hardware wallet. And straight away, I, I just thought I have to do that. That was basically my wow moment. Very cool. So is that kind of what got you into crypto? Yeah. So straight away for me was seeing the potential of a new, uh, t- totally open, transparent financial system uh, that would be global. Uh, when yeah, that was really the, first, the starting point. Yeah, I feel like for most people, that is kind of the starting point in dealing with the legacy banking system and all the issues you have. Did you start that uh, startup in the U.S. or outside the U.S.? So I was, I'm based in London. I was based in London at the time. Okay. Um, and so we are, as a team, we are based across Europe. We are a distributed team. I know you guys have a new thing called Argent Wallet. Um, it's very interesting, very exciting. And I was doing a lot of research on it, on your guys' website, on your guys' medium page. Uh, tell me in the audience a little bit more about what Argent wallet is. Yeah. So maybe I can start from you know, how, we, how we got there. When, when we started, there were really two solutions in, I mean, I simplify a bit, but in crypto, either you would trust a third party, your custodian to hold your assets, or you would have your own wallet, uh, whether it's software or hardware, would be quite similar in the sense you would back up a private key on a piece of paper. And if you lose it, uh, you lose your backup. If someone sees that private key, it's over, you lost your money. And on one end, we felt amazing. Uh, you know, the future is about having uh, ownership of your assets. But on the other end, we thought there is no way a billion people would back up a private key on a piece of paper. Uh, so with Arjun, we looked deeply at Ethereum so that with smart contracts, you could probably achieve something that would um, 
would fit a mass market audience, meaning uh, no worry about losing your assets, easy recovery, dealing dealing with crypto the same way you would deal with uh, a very slick payment or, or banking app, uh, but at the same time not moving to a full custodian model uh, because there would be no point of crypto if, every, if everyone would just trust a, a central party. Um, so what we did is we moved all, all the security logic uh, would move at the smart contract layer. The smart contract would have the logic about how to store your assets, how to recover your assets, um, and, and that's really how we started. So, for example, with Arjun, you don't back up a private key. You, you can lose your private key because the assets are in a smart contract, and we have a mechanism that allows you to get back access and control of your smart contract, therefore your, your wallet and your funds. And that, that's really how we started. Um, the, the nice thing when your, your money is in a smart contract that you can program is you can put much more logic. So we have, for example, the concept of daily limits. So even if someone were to take my phone, because Arjun is, is a mobile app that controls that wallet, someone were to take my phone, unlock it, crack it, get the private key and drain my account, it wouldn't work. Even with my private key, uh, the smart contract would see a large transfer to an address I don't trust and therefore would delay that transfer, therefore I can cancel it. Uh, and that's really the beauty of the model. At the end, very similar to what you have with your bank. With your bank, you can recover your assets. With your bank, you can trust them that they will probably block a large transfer if it seems fraudulent. And we applied all that logic at the smart contract level, uh, bridging really the, the gap in terms of user experience and security. That's interesting. So is the primary inspiration for this um, to improve upon security for crypto wallets? So I would say it's, it's really a usability mindset. By improving security, we could make something that was extremely usable. So it's more where do you move the security instead of relying on uh, many different factors, specialized hardware, we moved it to the smart contract so that as a user, there's really no difference between using Arjun or, or Venmo, for example. Mm -hmm. You don't worry about anything. That's why we did things like abstracting transaction fees. You don't pay gas in Argent. Uh, we did things like implementing very early on ENS, so you don't send money to a large, exa long hexadecimal address. You just send money uh, to, you know, to a friend, to, to his username. I would type Brandon and I would send you money. That's it. Uh, the same way you would do in Venmo. Okay. So, so you can have a username, um, the, a custom username, um, to send funds back and forth between the to the wallets, correct? Yeah. Okay. Can and every user in Argent get one for free. Every user in Argent get the free ns.argent.xyz uh, as they join. Okay, very cool. What are the other ways that you could send like between the wallets uh, funds to people? Like you can use a username. I imagine you can obviously use an address. Can you use like an Ethereum uh, name service address, like an ENS address? Yeah, so if someone has, uh, you can, you know, if you have another wallet with a bespoke uh, custom Ethereum address, you just send to that .eth address and it, uh, it will work, yeah. Okay, very cool. So any ENS, any hexadecimal address, obviously, uh, QR code, etc. So it's really the ENS that we added on top of the usual um, transfer method. Okay, yeah, that, that's definitely a big deal. There's not a whole lot of really good secure wallets where you can send directly to someone's ENS address, especially in the US. So yeah, that, that's definitely a, um, a huge add-on. 
Wh- which cryptos do you guys support in your wallet? Is it mostly Ethereum based um, or do you have like a quite a variety? Our focus is really on Ethereum right now. Mm-hmm. I would say our focus is on uh, programmatic blockchain. Uh, so the goal really with Arjun is to solve use cases using blockchain as their underlying layer. Um, so we started looking at Ethereum, then we started looking at use cases, like users wanted savings account uh, and earn interest. Then we realized, okay, Compound and other lending protocols are there. We can solve their need using an Ethereum protocol. So we are really starting from a use case. Um, if some use case would belong to another blockchain, we could consider it. But right now, we really see uh, the most exciting use case, especially around DeFi happening uh, in Ethereum. This is really the core of what we do rather than just trying to be a wallet to hold assets uh, assets for pure speculation. We believe mm-hmm. they will probably won't be there forever where we buy assets hoping to increase our holding by 100x. Uh, the goal is really at some point to solve problems around finance, but also around self-sovereign identity. So connecting to dApps is a big part of what we are working on. Okay. So, I mean, how can Argent benefit then from the Ethereum blockchain and Ethereum smart contracts? Are you guys planning on doing something like with dApps in the future or some type of integration there? Yeah. So right now, step one, we're very specific bespoke native integration within Argent. So Things like opening a maker CDP or putting money in Compound really happens in one tap of in Argent. Because we have created native integration, you don't have to do an approve of your SC20, then send your SC20 or wrap your, your ETH in wet, etc. You tap on a button and your wallet, because it's a smart wallet that has logic, will orchestrate all the complexity for you. Uh, but right now, that's still a relatively close environment. You do within Argent what we have built in. Our next step and a big focus for the end of this year and also next year, much much more work will come there, is integra- interacting with any DAP. Um, step one, we are now working on our Wallet Connect integration, which is really the starting point um, about uh, you using Argent to suddenly connect to an any DAP out there and you would just validate the transaction using your phone. And next year, we'll be working on more solutions to really make the DAP experience even better. So that's probably one of the core focus of next year is really improving the DAP experience for users and for DAP developers. Okay, cool. Is it mostly for holding the tokens like for certain DAPs or are there going to be like DAPs that you'd be able to use through the wallet? So you could imagine playing uh, playing a game. Um, uh, several, there's several interesting projects coming out that, have, that are already out and some new one coming next year. And you would you know, use your game on any browser or even in a native app. But then when a transaction is needed, you would use Argent uh, to confirm that transaction. The beauty of our model is we could really have um, a lot of flexibility. You could imagine that for large financial transaction, you open Argent and you validate that. But then you could imagine that for a game action that might happen on chain, but that doesn't involve a lot of money, you don't have to leave the game. You keep just using the game with their native interface without even interacting with your, uh, with the wallet. And that's the beauty of our model because we can basically authorize a DAP to take some actions. Or as a user, you could authorize a DAP to take some action on your wallet, but not others. Uh, imagine a Facebook or Google login experience where you are in control. Uh, of your identity and all your data. That's really the end goal. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That that seems like you would make using a DAP much more seamless. 
Yeah, that's really the end goal for, for next year. Very cool. So like with all these different Ethereum tokens, do you guys like have a token swap method like in app? So if you were holding Ethereum, for example, but you wanted to hold a, a different ERC20 token, like are you able to swap those tokens within the app? Yeah, so the, the first really, the, it was, was the first protocol we integrated. So we work right now with Skyber Network uh, and swapping mm. tokens in um, in Argent really, it's, it's one tap. It's not different than using Revolut to change uh, USD to Euros. It's really instant. So we have integrated natively. You don't feel like you interact with a third party. You are in Argent, you say one, one ETH in DAI, you type one ETH and that's over you, you, in one tap, you, you have exchanged everything. We take care of everything in the background. We also take care of paying for gas. Uh, it, it's seamless. Why do you guys take care of paying for the gas? We thought uh, here it's really about abstracting the complexity. We thought uh, it, it's still something that evolves, but really the, we felt a mass market audience shouldn't have to worry about uh, you know, the, the gas price and the, the gas limit. It would be too complex to wrap their head around. Doesn't mean that we will subsidize gas for the whole world. So we have a mechanism where we can either tell the user, look, we pay for it and it's written, it's free paid by Argen, or the use above either a certain limit or if they interact with an external DAP, the users can pay for it. We still make abstraction in the sense that the user will be able to pay not just with ease, but also could pay back the gas in DAI or other token. So the idea was really to simplify things here. Financially, it doesn't cost much. It's more the, the cognitive load of having to deal with gas, basically. Yeah, it's awesome that you guys uh, do that for people. I mean, because gas prices on the Ethereum blockchain have been getting pretty dang high for a while. So yeah, it's cool that you guys kind of take care of that part, especially with people wanting to swap tokens all the time. It's a nice feature. Thanks. Yeah, we, we've had some good feedback uh, so far. I mean, with, with that, with like the token swaps and everything, I think the number one worry and concern I always hear from people, especially people that are over 35 or so, is um, how they can manage those transactions that go back and forth between tokens when they swap stuff uh, for tax purposes. Um, so when you're making those uh, sometimes micro transactions all the time and you're swapping tokens back and forth, is there a way where people can access like a his their history for that and like download a PDF or like an Excel file or spreadsheet with like their transactions? Like, is that something that's built into the wallet yet or is it something that they can view? So it's very, it's very interesting you raised that point. We literally had a meeting on that topic an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> it's a huge topic for U.S. users we have mm -hmm. uh, because, as you mentioned, in the U.S., every transaction is a taxable event, every swap. Uh, some markets are more flexible, and it's really the move to fiat that becomes a taxable event. So right now, we don't use third parties. Uh, we don't, we, sorry, right now, we don't have a feature specifically for that, but we are talking to third parties that specialize in that. So there are a few very good players in the market um, where either we could redirect users or for Argent transaction, these players could provide a full full tax report at the end of the year. So I would say definitely on the roadmap, uh, we keep counting how many user requests we get for that. And I think we have, we have one more just right now. Very cool. Is that something you guys would plan for like on the app itself or would there be like a portal like that you could access like on uh, the Argent website? 
So the idea was would, the way we have scoped it so far is really the ability from the app to export uh, one off once a year um, th this report. Uh, but we are still working on the details that would need to be an opt-in from the users because it's a third party that will compute uh, the, no, the tax, uh, the, the report for tax purpose. So we are not trying to do it right now ourselves. There are so many different tax rules. Um, mm. So right now what we see is that our users use uh, these services directly. So there are services that you can join, you enter all your different address, you connect to all the different exchanges and then they, they, they get the tax report that way. But I agree, it would be nice to export that directly from our job. Yeah, that would be helpful to have it able to export at some point. But yeah, glad you guys are talking about that stuff too. Going back to um, what we were talking about earlier about how it's secure, because I think it's one of the more interesting things about what you guys are doing. I remember reading on your guys' website, you use this thing called Guardians, or you call it Guardians. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is and how it helps secure Argent Wallet? Yes, so the way our recovery works, we really thought, how, how does it work with your bank? You, your wallet gets stolen, uh, you call your bank, you tell them, look, can you please uh, lock my, freeze my card and send me a new one? We thought, how can we replicate that experience but where the user is fully in control on who they will trust? And these are the guardians. So basically, a guardian is any Ethereum address that you decided uh, to trust. Uh, it can be a... a a user key, it can be a smart contract, doesn't matter. Um, you tell basically your wallet, your smart contract, I will trust that address. And you can pick one, two, three, any number of guardians. Uh, concretely, what do people do? You can trust a friend or family members. So they have an, they have an urgent wallet with an address and you say, okay, I will trust that person to be my guardian. It can be yourself. You could have another phone, you could use a hardware wallet. Uh, right now, we support the ledger, and there are much more integrations coming soon. Basically, um, you trust that device that you are in control of, or you can even trust a, a third party. So Argen is a service that can act as a guardian. Then what happens is when you lose your phone, you go to your guardian, and you tell them, look, I want to, um, to recover my account. They verify they know you. So, or if it's yourself with Adwell Wallet, then you can, you're in full control. Um, and they will launch a recovery procedure. Exactly like your bank uh, will give you back access, they will tell the smart contract, it's okay, that's it, Tamar, he got a new device. You can start the recovery procedure. There are a lot of security elements. For example, it takes 36 hours to recover a wallet. So that if there was any uh, bad behavior from a guardian, you as an owner could block them. Uh, and then the beauty of that model is very flexible. You can, you have a, a hundred dollar, you can decide, I don't want to bother with anything. I'll just trust Arjun and I will put two factor uh, with Arjun and that will be my guardian. We have people with very large amount that would trust that model, but then you can say, no, I really want to be uh, self-sufficient and I will have another device or three hardware wallets and I will set that as guardian because maybe you have a million dollar and you would rather be on Guardian with redundancy. So it's a very flexible model, uh, and we see really users using all the different methods. Okay, so is this kind of like similar to the multi-sig method? So think about it as a bespoke multi-sig just for recovery, meaning day-to-day, -day when you make a transaction with Argent, you don't need anyone. You send money under, you, you have a daily limit, you send some assets under that daily limit, it's like with any wallet, you don't think about multi-signature, etc. 
you send a, an amount above your daily limit, you can either wait 24 hours, so it's above your daily limit, you get an alert. If it was you, you just wait 24 hours. If you want to send it straight away, then you can use your guardians. Uh, and the beauty of that model, if someone else got access in some way to your phone, try to drain the account, you get alerted. Either you ask, if you have back access to your phone, you just push on the button, you stop the transfer. If not, you go to your guardian and you tell them, please freeze my account, exactly like you would do with a, with a bank. Okay. So like, how do you contact your guardian when you're um, in your wallet, like for sending a transaction or recovering it? Is there like a, a phone number that you have to put in or does it send like, uh, how, how does that process work? I'm just kind of curious. The main, so one big use case we have is that actually your guardian, although people call it social recovery, often you are your guardian. You are your own guardian because you have another device or you have a hardware wallet mm. or you decide to trust Arjun. And we use, so we have a portal. If you lost your phone, you would go on our portal and start the, the, the lock wallet procedure or the recovery procedure. If it's another person, we, we strongly insist about contacting them, you know, literally by voice. We, we literally tell you if you know them, meet them or call them. Uh, what you and, and on the other side, we tell the guardian, make sure you know uh, who contacted you. What you don't want is people to just send an email and say, hey, uh, please recover my wallet, because what if they, the a scammer had access also to your email? So we really insist for that, um, that communication to happen outside of the, ideally outside of any written channel, directly through a phone call or, uh, or face-to-face. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. How many guardians can you have? Can you just have one or can you have many different ones? Many different ones. And then it's a consensus. It's a M of N. So majority of your guardian uh, of your guardians have to approve a certain action. Yeah, I could see that being used a lot at like the corporate level for different companies. Yeah, we see more and more models similar to that at corporate level with rule based based on the size of payment, uh, where you would need maybe one or three authorization. We we are really focusing on uh, on customer right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's the beauty of the model is that day to day users don't have to worry about the guardian. It's just there as a backup. You are fully self sufficient uh, on the day to day. So if you if you choose not to use a guardian, there's no paper backup and there's no seed, correct? Exactly. So you every user has at least one guardian. Okay. So you... they just don't need to rely on them day to day. If you don't lose your phone, you don't need to rely on your guardian, basically. So you do need at least one guardian for recovery. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, for me, at least then using a seed phrase, because I get so worried when I have to write it down and I have no idea why some of these wallets and devices, they make you write down the seed phrase. They don't just print it out for you Uh, (laughs) because human error is responsible for uh, so many mistakes all the time. And yes, that's the main problem. People, because we are sometimes very opinionated about not having seed phrases, and people ask us about you know, why. Because in their in, it's not that they are bad as a technology or as a medium, it's more that it depends, it relies a lot on how the user will handle it. So, of course, if you have strong expertise in security, you, you could simply remember it and have a brain wallet, and it's hard to do more be more secure, but then there are other issues with that. Um, but for us, it's reprotecting the users and, uh, you know, uh, simply their own, their own process. So not everyone is a safe at home. 
Uh, and so what we realize in our testing is that majority of seed phrase for mobile wallets are saved as a screenshot. That's how people do it. They save a screenshot. It's in their, uh, it's in their uh, photo album. It's synced on the cloud everywhere. Sometimes it auto-sync between devices because they're syncing between their tablet and their phone. And that's where the seed phrase is. And that's the normal, uh, the normal behavior, unfortunately. And that's why we really wanted to, re to, to build a model that can work for the next billion people while being non-custodial. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. It really helps like start like changing like the way we we back up these wallets in the industry because i think we're so focused on like the whole idea of the seed phrase and making the seed phrase longer and more com complex when we should be trying to find ways to make it easier for the user so yeah i'm glad you guys are doing that and looking for solutions thanks yeah it's a, a lot of work ahead so I, we're coming to the end of the the recording here but are there any like roadmap updates that you guys are excited about or that you guys want uh, people to be aware of regarding Argent Wallet and what you guys are doing? Yes, um, you know, we are really doubling down on, on engineering, drawing the team. I think you will see a few core themes evolve uh, in the coming months and, and year. Uh, you will see more work being done on bridging the gap between legacy finance and crypto. So think about fiat on RAM, fiat to crypto, crypto to fiat, being able really to move uh, money in and out. That's an important theme that we're working on both for the US, Europe, and then next year on other markets. Um, we A big, big topic will be DAP integration. So being able to work, use Argent as your an identity layer to interact with any DAP. So in the coming, some we already have shown some of the beta work we've done on on Wallet Connect, but by the end of the year, we'll have a first live wallet implementation probably. Uh, but then next year, there will be much more work uh, being done on much more advanced and seamless way to interact with dApps. And then obviously the third topic is DeFi. So you, you will see more work um, uh, within our general around DeFi. Right now, the new maker MCD keeps us busy, but there will be uh, more work after that. How can people follow you guys um, and stay updated? Like, should they follow your blog on Medium or like where on social media can they find you? I would say Twitter, Argent HQ. It's really the, the best way. So Argent mm -hmm. HQ, follow us there. Um, you will see we announce there every new features. We share some early features be before launch too. And uh, that's the best channel. Awesome. Um, Itamar, thank you. Really appreciate it uh, for you taking the time today to talk about Arjun Walt and everything. Very excited about what you guys are doing and look forward to downloading the wallet and playing it with it more and seeing where you guys go with it. So again, thank you for coming on and everything. Thanks for having me, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time.